And Are You Okay is a not safe for work podcast, so any young listeners are discouraged from continuing. However, we literally have no way to track that. So do whatever the hell you want and enjoy the show. Yes, it is good to be back. Hi, this is Hello there. Annie. Are you okay? A Star, Star Wars, Wars podcast. podcast. We have been gone for quite a while, but we are glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, am man. joined with the green titty milk monster <laughs> to my Luke green oh, milk is, mustache. That is the grossest one that you've done so far. This is a not safe for work podcast. Ew. It just feels good to record me saying fuck. Yeah, you haven't said that haven't in your life the whole time we've week. been. Nice, That's man. why. I said fuck before we started this like four times. Mike, you uh, you broke your spine. I did. You want to like talk about that? Not really. We're letting a lot of people down. And they I, yeah, we uh, all four of our listeners yeah. got really upset that we haven't been here for a little bit. But we... Talking to you, Dave. <laughs> I just made up a name. I'm a guy. Yeah. You know, buddy, the elf. Sanchez. Like, yeah. Cool. But we're back. Yeah, we're back. Mike's we, uh, still back is still broken. Back's broken. We actually watched this movie two nights ago and made the executive decision to go the fuck to sleep. I was so tired, Mike. You know why? You know where I was earlier in the day? At the beach. At the beach. You know what's at the beach? Sand. Sand. You know who doesn't like sand? So much sand. Yeah, the Annie to the okay. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't okay with it. He was not. Yeah, it was very sandy. And I coincidentally, the night before that, Watch Moana. So I'm like in the fucking zone. Oh, he right is now. ready. Yeah. Which Did is funny because I've, I've seen this particular movie like twice. <laughs> and I do not remember it very well. <laughs> That's all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the lead on this one here so, for us. But um, how did you feel on your second watch of The Last Jedi? Um, <clears throat> it's a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah, I think it's um, a lot like Attack of the Clones. There's. A lot of movie. Yeah. And the third it's act. so goddamn long, dude. Yeah, it really comes together in the end, but... Um, it's two hours and... 30, two and a half hours? Two and a half hours. It's the longest Star Wars. Yeah, man. Like, I could have... I could have, like, read a book in that time. Like, a couple Dr. Seuss books. I couldn't, because I have, like, a first grade reading level. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that, but... What else could I have done in that time? I could have, like, sanded a table. Wow. I know we're getting into, it's we're like six months into quarantine. It's very boring shit going on, dude. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we break all the rules to bring quality content. Yeah, buddy. We're, right, we're let's let's in there, uh, man. start this off. You know the uh, episode eight. Episode eight, the first Star Wars movie to not really jump in time. We kind of start off right where we left. It does. Off. That's a good call. I didn't even think about that. Everybody's uh, the same age. Finn is like dead, kind, kind of. of. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, a lot of time has passed. Kylo Ren still has band-aids on his face. That's true. That's, how, that's how little up. time has passed. Yeah. Still got the yeah. band-aid on his face. Yeah. It was so. like the, the cool Hello Kitty one. Uh, no, that was then the weird shit that you watched when you went home. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we all know, Mike. Check his fucking internet history, people. It's gross. I love Hello Kitty. 
I know. Everywhere. I know. You're keeping that franchise in business with your sick porn addiction. You're goddamn right. That's so gross. Anyways. It's more gross than the blue titty milk. Anyways. Is it blue or green it's titty green titty milk, titty milk in Sorry. this movie. There's Apologies to all the thing. blue titty milk out there. You're feeling disrespected. Well, I'm, there's enough room in my life for both. So. All right. You're a simple man, Mike. I like that. Yeah. Obviously. All right, buddy. Take us home. Let's, All right. Uh, let's so do this shit. to detract from the titty milk conversation. Yeah. We start off with the first order coming to <laughs> attack the resistance because they know where their base is. They do. That's not good. No. I would be concerned if I was there and they knew. Yeah. So the the resistance is like Finn can't even tell him because he's in a coma. He is in the coma. first order. <laughs> <laughs> That's jacked up, dude. He's always letting him know, but he can't because he's in a coma still. I know. So they're hurrying the fuck up. They're giddying up. And uh, a bunch of Star Destroyers are coming out of hyperspace. Ooh. A Dreadnought, which apparently is a quote-unquote fleet killer. It's a scary name. Approaches. And we are treated to a very sinister General Hux, who is about to become the most non-intimidating villain of oh, all Star Wars. very bitch-made General Hux. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just found out what a simp was today. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that applies to, to General, General Hux in this movie. I think it's a fair assessment. Or it doesn't at all, because I, I might not understand it. it I don't still. think General Hux gets any tail. Okay. Well, I'm embarrassed, but we're, like we're going to not cut that because, you know. We don't, this is a no-cut I wear my cut. goddamn heart on my sleeve <laughs> no, out here. No-cut podcast. Cool. So we actually get the I have a bad feeling about this in this movie uttered by none other than BB-8. So if you thought oh, it wasn't I didn't say you were joking about that. It is, it is beeped by him, and that's when Poe... Uh, says happy beeps buddy mm. okay and uh a little nugget for the people a little nugget for the people and poe is about to take on the entire first order by himself yeah he's except ready. he doesn't fucking lose like dak he's ready <laughs> prescott and the and pilot the from, from yeah, empire from Hoth. yeah <laughs> yeah so fuck we, dak prescott dak prescott's trash anyways anyways uh poe is tooling with uh with hux says some makes like a your mom joke in the star wars universe so i'm glad that's canon i thought that was pretty funny yeah i think that all the jokes land i just don't like that it completely like demasculates hux as a villain in every way yeah like the first time you see him on screen in the movie he he has this like hitler-esque speech that like like, makes it seem like okay he's like this like he's our guy leader of not our guy not our guy not that hitler's our guy yeah yeah But like uh, menacing, like fascist That's type leader, guy, and now he's just a joke. Yes. And this isn't the first time that that, that happens in the movie. Or well, it's the first time it happens in this movie, but it's not the last. Yeah. So, so Poe begins his assault on the dreadnought, mm. and uh, you know I got to give Ryan Johnson a lot of credit here. I feel like this is the, other than Revenge of the Sith, the most action-packed beginning to a film in the Star Wars saga that we get. Yeah, and uh, it's a really fun and dramatic action sequence. Um, it, after he takes out all the like forward guns, it allows for the resistance to launch a bomber attack, which ultimately ends up being successful, but kind of backfires on mm-hmm. them. And it doesn't just backfire from like a plot standpoint; it backfires because it sets up the worst plot line in Star Wars history. You know what's really funny is I thought nothing of that in the theater when I was seeing the movie. And then the rest of the movie, I was like, you're telling me the fucking First Order is just a 
pube hair out of range to fucking take these shits out for two and a half hours. That's the central conflict in this movie. I, it's there's so much to love about this movie, but this has got to be the weakest part of the. Do you think film. I forgot about that? You had forgotten before you watched. No, do you think like they forgot about that in like the cutting room? They're like, oh fuck, this is stupid. I think they didn't know what to do with some of the other characters and yeah. just put this in there. Yeah. Unfortunately, so like I said, it's a very fun and dramatic opening, but it sets up the film to kind of be just boring for the yeah. next two hours when you're looking at the resistance as a whole. Yeah, it doesn't detract from Ray, Luke, and Kylo Ren's right. story. Yeah. But it really like so the resistance at this point is out of gas basically. Basically, they're they're on e running on fumes. The lights on, which me yeah. you know I'm pushing to the end, so I right. get it. <laughs> uh, their shields are fine. <laughs> yeah, just but they've like def- they they've pushed them to the rear. I mean, it's crazy because I think we're just going to try and like focus on this so we can get it out of the way yeah. before we start jumping into some of sure. the other plot of the film. But <laughs> um, we're, we'll focus on Kylo talking to Snoke in a little bit. But really, what ends up happening is the force the first order is like attacking the resistance and they're barely they get tracked through light speed they make a jump they think that they're barely like barely yeah. escaping but it turns out the first order has developed they're going through their texts yeah and they found them they uh, have developed technology that can track them through the hyperspace so they yeah. jump behind them um and the ensuing attack completely cripples the resistance they not only lose all of their fleet or fighters in yeah. the fleet but their main like ship, the oh my gosh, the bridge gets blown to bits, and with it goes Admiral uh, Akbar. I wasn't gonna help you at all. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna let you suffer. Admiral Akbar flies out into the into the cold did he really? space. I, how the fuck did I miss that? Yeah, he dies. Because I was scene. too angry by what you're about. By to what say. ensues, Princess Leia, who we have literally zero inkling of being this powerful in the Force. Apparently can yeah. survive in the vacuum of space. He's in space, dude. And I really wouldn't have a problem with this if in the movies they had set up a little bit that she had done some training. To put any time into that at all. Yeah, with Luke. But they yeah. don't. I think there's probably some exposition in novels and stuff. And look, as a canon junkie, that's fine. But as, but as a moviegoer. A normal human being. Exactly. Sitting across from you. It's so shitty because you're just like, what the fuck? It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's she's Superman's through space. The only good thing to come out <laughs> so of this it looks scene, ridiculous. When it does look fucking fly. She's like space. flying with a fist forward. Yeah, and um, the only cool thing about the scene is that there's amazing foreshadowing where she cuts through the supremacy, which is Snoke's ship, in half. Foreshadowing hmm. for one of the greatest shots in Star Wars history, which is later in this film. Yeah, and they are able to pull her back inside. So and everybody's watching like. What the fuck is this bitch doing? Where was this? You know. Yeah. <laughs> you this mean entire war. to tell me <laughs> she can fly and do magic shit? Yeah. Come on now. And she well, just she's been, been giving us all these dumbass fucking card tricks we have to live with. Come on, Leia. <laughs> Unreal. Briefly before this happens, Snoke and Kylo get into it. We get our first introduction. We get to see Snoke in person for the first time, and he's just sitting there by his phone. Ready for any yeah. calls from one eight hundred? Got yep, he's waiting. He's waiting. He's just pissing his pants, yeah. fucking eating a bologna sandwich <laughs> as a senile old man would do. <laughs> he's got too many cats. 
too many cats running there. around. They're all running around. They're all they're all wearing that red armor. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a Crayola guards that he's got. And right before Kylo shows up, yeah, ringaling, ringaling. We're doing this again. We're doing it again. Jesus, man. I'm not gonna answer on the first ring. Ringaling. I mean, it could be a telemarketer. Ringaling. <laughs> yes. Supreme leader. Jesus fucking. <laughs> we yes, have him to the end of a string. I told you to just get him and meet me here for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> I'm still here, Supreme Leader. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Not you. What does he, he calls him like a rabbiker? I uh, do. I don't know. He fucking, he just like tells Kylo Ren that man. even though Hux is a punk ass bitch, he's still useful. Yeah. Before yeah. he bodies Kylo Ren and makes him look like even more of a bitch than Hux is. Yeah, yeah, he really uh, slaughtered him. Dude, he bank shots Force Lightning off the ground into Kylo Ren. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Like he's, <laughs> Effortlessly. Like he's, yeah, effortlessly. He just bodies him, dude. It's crazy. And Kylo Ren is like, he's chastised. He's he's cast away by his master. He just lost to Rey on yeah. Starkiller Base. Yeah, he's which, got that fresh as band-aid. we talked about with all the sexism going in that movie, losing to a girl is probably like the worst thing. In the First Order, probably, happen. yeah. So, not a great look, man. Not a great look no. for him. So he gets in an elevator and he smashes his helmet. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna throw a temper tantrum." Which again, I said this last time. This is the guy with the best hair in the movie. Why, you know, he should have smashed that helmet a long time ago. Clearly, someone recognized how good his hair game yeah. was and was like, "We got to get rid of this thing." Yeah, someone fucking in- listened to our last episode and invented time travel. And went back, and for some reason, that was the very first thing they did. Because they wrote that <laughs> in the movie. If only they could save save us from... Climate change. Yeah. And so many other things. Yeah. Now we got Kylo Ren's hair. Well, if they could do one thing, I'm glad they did that. Yeah, thanks for that, guys. Thanks for that. Whoever did that. <laughs> so Kylo gets a ship ready, and in the assault on the Resistance that we were briefly talking about before, Kylo Ren is dismantling everybody and he has the choice to shoot at that bridge that mm. I couldn't remember was a thing. Mm-hmm. And he pulls his thumb away. He does. Just like the pull of the light. Why? Is pulling Kylo Ren away. Is he actually good? <gasps> Maybe. I don't think so though. There's still good in him. I know it. I know it. Well, he doesn't kill his mom, but he lets other people do it, so. Yeah, and that's when Leia gets blown up and saves and witch flies back and Right. Here we are. Here we are. So Leia's uh, pretty much donezo for, well, a decent chunk. Practically the whole movie. A decent chunk of the movie. And we have Finn wakes up. Nakey. Nakey, leaky bag. It's Finn in a bag. It's gross. (laughs) Don't eat this. (laughs) Please, he's a human being. Don't don't eat this. Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, yeah. I don't know who in the costume department was like, let's take a Ziploc bag and put some water in it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have anything else. It's <laughs> like, fuck, we got a bunch of sandwich bags left over. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're well, on time crunch. <laughs> let's staple them shits together. And so after the assault, Finn is like, I got to get out of here because Ray is trying to find this small little beacon that I have. Oh, that's right. And he goes to get a new escape pod. And Rose Tico, who recently lost her sister, very brief plot point in that fun Yeah, dramatic. that seemed like that was going to be more emotionally important than it was. Yeah. But, well, 
There's a lot, there's there's a lot, lot going, going on here. So yeah, there's a lot going on in this movie. So yeah. yeah. She stuns him, and then they like realize, oh my gosh, we're best friends. And then they go on a stupid adventure to Canto Bite after Maz Kanata tells them that there's going to be some master code breaker. I'm so upset that this is Maz's only appearance. I agree. I just feel like it's a waste of her character. She's like closing wholesale ass too, just like shooting people like, with a jetpack. And she's good. We find out the last like second she's got a jetpack. Yeah, and like. Uh, her goggles, like you can see some like Orabesh like text on it, so it's like they have like a fucking like tactical function. So <laughs> yeah, what the hell, dude? <laughs> They're not just there to like make Where her eyes look this? gigantic. Um, Maz is a great character. I I really think that she's one of the most underutilized in this trilogy. So basically, she tells them, "Is this when they come up with the plan to?" Yeah, so to disable the tracker. There's the... a tracker, but they're the Finn and Rose deduce that they'd only be tracking from one ship. So, to get onto the supremacy, it's pretty which is convenient shit. for the plot, huh? Yeah. To disable the tracker, they need a master code breaker, which sends them to Canto Bite, the second worst plot line in the movie. Yeah, I know. I agree. This um, it was cool. I mean, there's a lot of cool visual stuff going on, but this was like actually not even really. This was kind of just like a time filler for do sure. You, do you? They could have cut this whole scene probably out of the movie. I actually think that anything. I don't think this is going to sound like really disjointed, but let's just talk about Canto Bite and get it out of the way right now. Okay. Because the Ray, Kylo, and Luke stuff, there is so much more substance here, right? In that content, <clears throat> Canto Bite is Ryan Johnson's way of telling us that war is bad and people profit on both sides and it's all about money. Yeah. Which is fine. He tried to take like a. I don't want to say a real no. That's that's disrespectful. He tried to take like a like an angle of like if he wasn't making a Star Wars movie, yeah, and he had something to say, but it was just kind of like chopped in and forced in the middle of like right. And a Star bunch of Wars has always been a metaphor for like certain things like that. Like like it reflects real life, but it just felt like out of place in this movie. Like it was shoehorned in. Yeah, and at the absolutely. same time, when you do that. You take away meaningful plot points from Finn and Rose, and in turn Poe, who is only in this movie to stage a mutiny and then realize that he's not looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. And also, this movie could end like a half hour earlier, and then we could have just fucking recorded this episode two days ago. That's true. So person with your time machine who gets Kylo Ren's hair in the movie... Please take note for next time you use your time machine. Also, do a Knives Out sequel. Yeah. Because I really like that movie. That movie's great. <laughs> Should you hear this, uh, do that, because that movie <laughs> rules. That's all I got to say about yeah. that. I mean, I do think that um, cinematically Ryan Johnson does a, a great job. It just seems like the Canto Bite, for everybody that I talk to about this movie, it's also, the one thing that people feel like they it feels like they could do without. The whole thing, too, was just like, they spend time looking for this specific guy, and then they just end up with a completely different, like, master code breaker. Like, yeah. by chance, it's like, right. oh, somebody is gearing up to yeah, go for right. a ride right Someone, now. Someone, like, heard us talking about DJ. And Do you like, think that's, um, what's that shitty Nick Cage movie where he's, like, a ghost rider? That's uh, the yeah. one. Do you think that's a ghost rider coming to fuck us up? Hopefully. For, t- for giving away the secrets of time travel? <laughs> I don't know anything about his character, so I don't think that has anything to do with him. But Man, you can really hear like the fucking guttural part of this engine in our microphone right nah, now. Nah, it's just my stomach, dude. Oh. 
No, that's the mo- that's the motorcycle. <laughs> we should just shout over it and then okay, we'll, we'll keep doing that and forget, and then people will just will, like when the motorcycle goes away, we'll, we'll just be really loud. screaming over each other. <laughs> no, that's all good. But but yeah, they they end up they looking for this code breaker guy, and they just. First of all, whatever a master code breaker is, apparently there's just multiple people that can do that. Yeah. I do like Vinicio Del Toro a lot. Yeah, because he's just weird as fuck in he's every movie. He's so strange. In. And he rides motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, but yeah, he, him too, like his whole, like, except when he says, I want to learn you something. Oh, yeah. He has the best line in the movie, which is, I want to learn you something big. And that's where it, it does kind of cap off your whole point about, like, Ryan Johnson just trying to make a point. Like, everybody's in a war. Everybody's, like, corrupt. Yeah. Fighting a fight. And there exactly. is no good and bad. Right, right. Like, it's like there's a bunch of people who are, like, profiting off of off of a war. And, like, there's everyone else gets caught in the middle. Yeah, which is exactly. Look, I, I get the sentiment, but it just isn't, doesn't fit the plot of the movie. So they spend a lot of time there, and then they ultimately get captured and jailed right we're gonna get back to this point because cool it's there's part other of the, shit going on yeah it's part of the theme of the movie right but we will we'll we'll circle back we're done talking about canto bite i really don't need to go into one them. other thing no i'm just fucking with you. i was just gonna say i don't need to go into yeah. them riding giant deer yeah like that's there's like it. an animal cruelty anger i guess Ang- yeah yeah uh, angle <laughs> sorry so no uh let's let's talk about let's go to octo Let's All right, talk let's about get Ray in. And Luke. Ooh, that was a good hyperspace noise. Oh yeah, wait, wait, wait! Don't forget we're to ride, ride our your fucking motorcycle. Yeah, we're gonna though. ride our motorcycle from uh, Canto Bite all the way to Octo. Yeah, I don't know how far that is because they're both not real. Probably places. pretty far, but like, let's. I just imagine it looks like heavy metal. There's just a yeah, a bunch of big girls on motorcycles, and that's how we. If get anybody there. knows what we're talking about at this point, well, they should. Good. All right. Good. So we're at Octo. That was quick. We got right. here. So we <laughs> we get a, a glimpse of Luke's daily routine. Yeah, <laughs> where Luke uses a giant fishing pole, and he uh, well he he always starts his day off with a glass of fresh green titty milk. Dude, that was not a glass. That was a fucking chalice. <laughs> that was a jar. That was not one serving of titty milk. I just milk. love that he like he like he, he I swear like he knows he like he doesn't look directly at the camera, but he you know he's like looking kind of directly at the camera and he peers into your soul and he goes, <sighs> yeah. And then the gross beast that he like drained it out of looks sexually pleased also, and I don't like that at all. I love it. That makes me consider, you know, the whole thing that we're doing with cows makes me feel weird now. Maybe they love it. Uh, all right, move on. <laughs> Next thing. Next thing. <laughs> so Ray is there trying to convince Luke to train her, and yes. he is not about it. Which happens a lot in Star Wars. Yeah. Masters. Uh, it seems like nobody ever wants to train anyone. Yeah, they're like, they're like, no, I've been doing this shit for too long, and they're like, oh, no, I gonna... did the exact same thing that you're requesting. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to. They always pull me back in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Luke does find out that that Han has died in the midst of all of this. Yeah, very like in the background. Yeah, he's like, oh well, the Falcon. Well, what happened to Han? <laughs> I was like, oh, I got some news about Han, pal. Oh. He does not exist anymore. Nope, he fell down the giant hole. 
Yeah, he got stabbed. And, you know, Ray doesn't even convince him to train. <laughs> She's and just like, R2 yo, convinces Luke I'm to not train. leaving. Yeah. Ever. Right. She says, I believe verbatim, I've seen your daily routine. You're not very busy. That was so much better than your Captain Phasma Thank you. impression. To recap, that was just, Oh, you bastard, what's going on with oh, all that there? Isn't it? Horrible. <laughs> so the Ray was, I mean, we're on the right track. We'll have you doing a really good convincing female impression by the end. Maybe. I think. Luke seems to have a lot of conflict. Yeah, about his failure Jedi in general. Training or failing not only Kylo Ren, but the rest of his students has obviously weighed on him to the point where he has disconnected himself from the Force. Shit. So when Is that be- an option for us? Because I think I may have mistakenly done that when I was born. Because I've never had Force powers. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, do you have a switch on your back? I don't think so. On? I don't think so. I'll just push I'm just asking. You know a lot about this shit, so I don't well, know. Maybe I was missing something. I mean, my explanation for everything that doesn't make sense is, well, the Force. Well, it's actually the Force, the force communicating. And and, uh, yeah. Yeah. We know. We, the people have heard this. Yeah. Like, maybe like <laughs> five to six times by now. I just wish Rachel was knew what she was getting into. She didn't. Poor girl. That's actually how I explained to her, like, why I didn't wash the dishes. And I was yeah. like, oh, you, you know, the force. Oh, the force wanted me to not. Dude, people use... Never mind. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll say it. People use Christianity in the exact same way. <laughs> so. Well, dude, you don't even have to fucking... Whatever. I'll play that card all day. Whatever. All right. <laughs> oh, and my microphone fell. And by play that card, I mean... People use fucking religion to excuse everything. And yeah. It makes me mad because so. I have irrational hate for. All right, dude. God. Stick back off from the edge, dude. Sorry. Stop standing so close um, to the edge. My, my black like eyeliner. I saw that. Running. I saw that. All right. <clears throat> Let me recompose myself here. <laughs> Just do a couple of Van Dams. Jean Claude Van. There you go. Boom. Okay. Luke is reluctant to train because... Right. And he even says to Ray, he says, I'm going to teach you why the Jedi need to not return. Yeah. So he's pretty steadfast in his, like, even though I'm going to train you, the lessons I'm going to teach you are why the Jedi need and to And that end. made so many people completely furious. Yeah, people were not happy about it. <laughs> because people never like anything anymore. No. They can't They can't take the story for what dude, it is. Dude, you could never do that. Oh, my God, dude. You the amount of people who are like, not my Luke Skywalker. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Our character's not allowed to develop anymore. <laughs> you never did it. You know him? Yeah, Personally? Right? Oh, do you hanging write, out with him for the last 40 years? Do you write years? the character? Yeah. Are you, like, did you write, like, all the, like, expanded universe stuff? Fucking nerds, I bet they man. didn't. Nerds. Not so, the candies. The people. Yeah. <laughs> We get this great scene of uh, Ray reaching out physically with her hand, and Luke, <laughs> fucking darn, no, like reach out with the force, you idiot! Like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. So that was pretty funny. Then he fucks with her with the with the reed yeah. in his hand. That was good. That was a good little. Uh, we learn about how Luke feels about the Jedi at the the height of their power and their hubris, and how they allowed Darth Sidious to. Which is completely valid, by the way. It is. No, it's a completely valid point. Um. If the Sith were to return, we would know it. I'm not even going to say it. I'm he just going to put it in there. No, but, uh, you know, he doesn't say that in this movie, but at the same time, he says the light and darkness don't belong to anybody. Right. Um, Which is a totally valid way to look at life in general. For sure. And, and 
I'm glad that they do bring up Darth Sidious in this film because even though it feels like alive. episode eight and nine are not super connected, um, it does lay some groundwork for it's like when people aren't paying attention to the darkness, things can rise that you do not expect. Like in this movie's case, Trumpism. Is, right. <laughs> so if uh, Snoke is the Proud Boys or some other the Boogaloos, you know, the, <laughs> the KKK, for example, yeah. sure. um, then Palpatine showing up in episode nine is certainly sure. Trump or, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So Ray starts kind of just doing her own thing and eventually, like you said, Luke has a little powwow with R2. Yeah. And he really comes around. Because he shows him the Princess Leia message. Right. It's kind of a cheap shot. It is. But R2 really is the most important character. In oh, this yeah. He keeps franchise. everyone on track, even though he was like in low battery mood or airplane well, mood. Yeah, like the resting for big shit popping, man. He <laughs> <laughs> had to save it. The battery's not, he's not goddamn Energizer Bunny, man. He needs a rest. It was his plot point, and this was so important that he had to had to chill in an, and all of be a seven. prop for <laughs> the entire movie. Oh yeah, um, <clears throat> is this the first time? Oops, is this the first time that her and Ray or uh, Raylo connects with each other? Yeah. So um, after R two like convinces Luke, and they go through that first lesson, um, Ray is connected to kylo we find out later that it's a snoke that has connected them yes <laughs> but um their connection is growing so deep that they are they can see each other but not their surroundings but there are small and subtle hints where things are starting to transfer between them which is expanded on in episode nine i i think that's one of the best things that they pull from this movie kylo has like water on his hand and it's like how the fuck did he have water on his hand? He wasn't on Octo while it's Whoa. raining. You know what I mean? There's like great, some great juxtaposition in that scene as well, where Ray is in a is like in a small storm, and you cut to Kylo Ren, who's like out or he's on the supremacy, and it's like this huge industrial space where like manufacturing is happening, and sparks are flying down. Mm. So you have Ray, who's like in this like very nature esque type scene with with natural rainfall and yeah. Kylo who's in this like industrial like you know the nine inch nails concert yeah he's in a nine inch nails concert and then and then disturbed shows up and they're like oh mm-hmm. that sounds like a weird concert to be at no. but whatever no judgment <laughs> no judgment but uh yeah so their their connection begins there and they're right. obviously like fighting with each other well actually I would say Ray is just like like really mad at Kylo and Kylo's just like my shirt's off yeah look at these boobies <laughs> he's giving her the business yeah and by the business I mean his boobies yeah he's got a really weird shape <laughs> it's very like uh, rectangular he looks like a an old like Italian boxer I don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> like from the 1940s <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly that's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking right now <laughs> his goddamn pants his They're waistline so high, is so dude. high yeah it it's looks like, like he like re- like Steve Urkel them like yeah really pulled them kind out. of kind of but it is I mean it is cool to see those two working off of each other yeah um, they have which some pretty great chemistry ultimately leads Ray to needing to confront 
Luke about, yeah, what's up with that Kylo Ren? What happened? Yeah. Why is he mad all the time and listening to And Luke gives his side of the story. He does. Which is that he felt Say it word for word. inside him. Oh, okay. And when he went to confront him for a split second. Just a he, second. Just but a only second. a second. But only a second. Like a fart in the wind. <laughs> he felt that he could extinguish it and he ignites his lightsaber. And all he sees is the fear in Ben's eyes. Mm. And it's too late. Yeah. Ben, no! Yeah. It's too late. And then he pulls everything down around him, burns burns Luke's Jedi Temple to the ground, kills some people, and he gone. We've all been there, right? We've I all mean, been teenagers. Yeah. yeah. You know? Who hasn't burned shit to the ground? We're prone to mood swings. And Luke had a very human moment, yeah. which is not allowed. Well, apparently. Because he would never, he would never, like, would, you could never do that. Yeah, you could never do that. Yeah, that's what that kid sounds like. Right. So, we get Luke's side of the story, and Rey continues to connect with Kylo, but also kind of do her own thing while she's training. Like fucking up the native correct houses <laughs> and just their lives really yeah the, the tiny like lizard nuns are not having a good time yeah because ray's always fucking their shit up <laughs> chops the rock off yeah. i love that their uh, we've so gone awful. this entire time without mentioning porgs because you obviously don't like i them. fucking hate them i think they're literally like hey we're trying to sell you shit buy these plush toys <laughs> I know they were they were added because there were literal birds on set that they had to like go over. Bring the dodos back, man! Get the time machine guy to bring the dodos back. (laughs) Well, if he's listening, then he knows. If he's listening, he's fucking not doing enough with the time machine (laughs) because I I, I would never do anything else. I would just go on loops and just fuck shit up. But that's where him and I are different, I guess. He's a big fan of the pod. Thank you, time machine guy. Does that mean we have five listeners now? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So we're getting, uh, you know, every episode we get like 0.8 listeners. Great. At this rate, we just have to make like 9,000 episodes to be relevant. Cool. (laughs) Oh, God. God. This is brought to you by viewers like you. Whatever PBS says. Start doing PBS commercials. Yeah. Jesus. Bob Ross is... We need to watch that and figure out how he got we people don't make, like him. We don't make podcasts just happy accidents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That could, okay. be, that could be a tagline. Sure. Maybe a shirt someday. Maybe a shirt. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So, Ray's out. She's had enough, right? Yeah. Her connection with Kylo has gotten to the point where she kind of gives into oh, the yeah. dark side. She ventures to that cave where she asks a mirror wall who her parents are. After she snaps a bunch of times right 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 i can't you know i can only snap on my one hand i can't do it on both and also i snap all fucked up i do it like oh my god my, what's wrong with your hand with my right ring finger yeah it's a little weird and i, I just can't do it it's okay i snap with my pointer finger which is apparently weird i don't know man i don't know like i thought it was weird in like infinity war when thanos kept snapping with his middle finger no, I guess I can do that. Oh, shit. I've learned a lot about myself today. <laughs> this has been a fucking journey. We're not, we got a lot of movie left. We do. This is great. It's so long. It's so long. So, Ray's out. She's yeah. got a Tinder match with Kylo Ren. That's right. She's trying to meet him. And up they do first. the closest thing to sex that we've ever seen in Star Wars. 
What's that? They barely touched their hands together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all the Raylos were like... Raylo. Oh, my God, orgasm. Yeah. Yeah, that was... The relationship is probably the best part of this movie. Yeah, for sure. It, it grows a lot. And I, I think that's what... Um, for all the things that I guess I don't really like about this movie, the Ray, Kylo, Luke stuff is some of the best Star Wars I think we've gotten. It's a good time, man. I know that that might be a bold statement to make, but I really enjoy the growth of all three of their relationships it's with each other. It's a good time. So, but it leads her into the teeth of the beast. Right. Well, it forces her to confront. She she gets Kylo's story of what happened right. prior to this, but it forces her to confront Luke again, and mm-hmm. then she gets the real story. Right. Um, you know, and ultimately Luke did fail Kylo, and it caused him to turn. Snoke had gotten to him, and it was too late. Yeah. So Ben goes on his path to become Kylo Ren. Right. And you know. Luke is left with the decision to he ultimately leaves and goes and becomes a hermit on Octu. At this point, he has reconnected himself with the Force. Yes, um, and it sends like a it sends like a shockwave to the point where Leia, um, you know, utters his name and he can he can feel like his connection to her. That's how he mm. knows that Ray's talking to Kylo. Right. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. So Ray ultimately gives him like one more shot. She's like, she goes to hand him. The Skywalker saber and is like, come to the resistance. This is you or me. It's you or me. Let's go. And he still says no. He's like, you know what? I forgot. I got some fucking books to burn. Right. She says, then Ben Solo is our last hope, and she goes to try and redeem. Yeah. Our big bad from. From this. And then Luke's like, all right. Well, I already said I'm going to do this, so I'm going to go burn these. Jedi attacks down. Yeah. To the ground. To the ground. He changed. He makes a wardrobe change. He does. He's like, if I'm going to do this, <laughs> I'm going to do it in my room. my clothes. <laughs> and then Yoda shows up. That's a funny scene. He's like, oh, you read those? Yoda's on Goodreads. He's yeah. like, shit's whack, bro. <laughs> read a, on a third grade comprehension level. Page Yoda turners, does. They were not. Oh, wait, wait, wait. When he shows up, though, he's all. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we made it this far. <laughs> Almost 40 minutes. That was the first one. I mean, like I said, this is the first time he shows up. Page turners, they were not. He's like, yo, you got in them Harry Potters. Yeah. He tells he tells like, fuck off. <laughs> there's nothing in that tree that the girl Ray does not already possess. Yeah. And it's because Ray took, quite, literally quite took quite the literally. Jedi texts. So Yoda blows up the tree. Yep. And he's with a flick of his wrist. Which is interesting because we haven't seen Force Ghosts really interact yeah. With, uh, like, the real world to right. this point. So they can obviously do something, but yeah. they're, I, I guess... Yoda's pretty powerful. They're yeah. uh, abstaining from doing so. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. and he... Yoda gives us one final nugget. He says, you know, like, he pretty much says to Luke that the greatest teacher failure is, you know... And Sounds like, like a Snapple cap. Right. We are, or as masters, we are what they grow beyond. Hmm. And, um, you know, the theme of this movie really is is that the heroes need to fail in order to learn what they have to do to actually save the galaxy. And I think a lot of people have a problem with... You don't see that a lot, but no, that's how they, life is. And, it's, and the reason why I, I said, like, we'll cut to this later is because you, say that, you said that Finn and Rose ultimately get captured. Right. Their mission fails. It does. Um, we'll get there, but ultimately Rey does not redeem Kylo Ren. Rey fails. 
Poe thinks that the best thing for the resistance is to commit a mutiny. Yeah. And currently. Currently. And he fails. Right. Everyone fails in this movie. And I think that when people don't realize that it's like all these characters needed to learn from this in order to move on and like have the final movie of this trilogy really mean something. Big picture. At the time when this movie came out, people were upset. Like it wasn't like the super dark ending that we get from Empire. It's it's much more hopeful than that. Right. But people felt like they didn't get anywhere. Right. But it's it's a really like like <laughs> Ryan Johnson tried to force in this plot line. I guess that like taught a lesson like in like a I don't know maybe a social justice type standpoint. Mm-hmm. The the actual theme of the movie I think carries way more weight and it's that we can learn a lot from our failures and our mistakes. Yeah. Which is probably the hardest lesson to learn in for life. sure in life. And it happens to every single character. Every single one of them. Even Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh now we're we're entering our, our third act. End of act two. Right. Did that remind you of the pacer test? <laughs> End of level one. Oh my god. I'm already, I'm already out of breath. I know. Dude, stop. Shit's exhausting. <laughs> I'm not built for this. <laughs> oh man. So act three is uh there's just a lot of shit going on. So much. I don't even, you know, it's funny, like, from, like, the movie standpoint, I guess maybe the end of Act 2 is when Holdo fires the hyperdrive. Yeah, so she gets all the, uh, <clears throat> all the, uh, resistance, all the, like, like, the 30 resistance members. Right, everyone who's left onto escape on ships escape to go ship. to Crate, which is, there's an old rebel base there. Yeah. That's Poe's plotline, essentially. she... She stays back. Fucking kamikazes herself. Into the supremacy. Through, like, an entire fleet. Right. And right before this it's is wild. happening, Finn and Rose are about to be executed. And we have Rey, who has confronted Kylo, and now they're confronting Snoke. Yes. So, Snoke manhandles Rey. Yeah. He Compl- jacks and it's, her up. Yeah, like, a lot. And there's there's a lot of action going on in the scene, so there's not really much we can do. Right. It's not going to do justice. Right. We're strictly no action discussion podcast. It's just like, I don't know what you want from me. What do you want right. me to go through each? Like, we I can mean, describe I can, we can, it. Yeah, we'll talk about like a couple highlights from this fight fun. in like a second. But, um, you know, ultimately, Snoke takes the Skywalker saber and he's holding it next to him. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to him, who he, th- he thinks Kylo is going to kill Rey and, and everything's going to be fine and dandy. Mm. But Kylo oh, Ren Snoke. has a trick up his sleeve. It's called murder. It is called murder. It's called murder the leader. And I don't know about you, but I was fucking shocked. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. The first time I saw this film. I didn't see that coming. And they killed Supreme Leader Snoke like that. My favorite part of all this is they kill him and they battle. And then at the end, you can just see... Snoke's corpse just like laying. <laughs> he's yeah. making a really stupid like dead face. I'm I'm more upset that he's dead because we can't really do the hotline bit in the next episode. We could we could do it anyway. That's true. We won't. There's no rules, Mike. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we can do whatever the fuck we want. We're masters of our own universe. Nobody even listens anyway. So what yeah, the fuck? right. Um, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, his body's just laying there at the end. Uh, Ray and Kylo team up in and an amazing battle the fight shit scene. out of the Crayola guards. Yeah, the Crayola guards get fucking decimated. There's this great, 
I mean, I know we don't really like talk about the action, but I love when Ray throws him the saber, and he just like turns, turns it on it and off. off. Yeah, and it just she like, was stabs dope. the dude in the face. She was dope. It's pretty great. Meanwhile, uh, you know that's going on. You got like you said, Finn and Poe are were betrayed by the code breaker. Finn and Rose. I said Finn and Poe because I assumed they were dating. Right. That's Fair my enough. bad. Fair enough. But you know. Oh wait. Your mind makes connections that it wants, Mike. Right. Exactly. And uh, an hour and thirty-five minutes into the movie, we see a character that Crown I forgot Dome. about. Captain Phasma shows up, and like I didn't even remember she yeah. was supposed to be in this shit. Yeah. That was pretty like what? Yeah. <laughs> huh? I mean, inconsequentially, because she ends up dying anyway. She dies minutes later. Uh, and then we get a, a very satisfying line delivered from Finn. Mm-hmm. Where she's, you are always scum. I know you want to say it. You can say it. Yeah. Rebel scum. Boom. And she, and falls she dies. <laughs> and she was pointless. Yeah. Confirmed at that point. Star Wars is really good at making the coolest looking people just not matter not at all. Point. Yeah, they're <laughs> not impactful. So there's that. Yeah, everybody's arcs are getting wrapped up here. Um, you had Pin, uh, Pin. <laughs> That's their couple name. <laughs> yeah. Poe's, uh, Poe's mutiny attempt failed. Uh, he, he thought, well, to be fair, from his perspective, Holdo's whole strategy was like, all right, guys, we're just going to hope really hard. Right. And we'll be fine. <laughs> and he didn't realize that she had a bigger plan. Right. You know, to be more elusive. To which kill herself. That he could've, she could have just let him in on the... That would have solved a lot. And he maybe he wouldn't have committed But he probably would have been like, no, you can't do that. Because he's a man. Yeah. I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, like you said, everybody's got their, their shit going on. Yeah, and everyone's failing left and right. Left and right. The resistance is getting actually kind of blown to bits here because... Shredded. The codebreaker who betrayed them. Yeah. DJ. That guy. Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. Used that information to barter his freedom away yeah so which i mean what are you gonna do man you got captured let me learn you something big learn you something big finn poppy poppy you didn't say that <laughs> Chris. yeah man so that brings us all to uh crate is the yeah, planet crate is the planet the most aesthetically beautiful With thing i've ever seen super cool red sand yeah and it, the ice foxes right so it's like white salt and underneath it is this like red sand. Blood. Blood. So the first order literally has the resistance pinned down. Yes. This is just like a let's buy time so we can get the fuck out of here maneuver. And at this point, there's like thirteen resistance. There is really left. not a lot of resistance left. Like, you, like it's you're not kidding. Like, there's literally maybe like less than thirty. Yeah. They all fit on the Falcon. That's how few yeah. people are left. Yeah. It's pretty. I don't know how they would ever come back from that. Right. <laughs> and they sent out a call for help. And no, no one, one answers. answers. They, like, hope, is, hope is gone. They were using Boost Mobile. Yeah. Nobody got that and <laughs> It was like, they tried Metro PCS too, and even that didn't work. Well, they need to just fucking stop being cheap and upgrade their carrier. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But, but uh, <laughs> the resistance is full force at this point. They're doing a full push. They got like six... ATATs. You mean the first order? Yeah, what did I say? 
the resistance. I don't listen to anything that I say, Mike. Okay, I don't know yeah, if you've yeah, learned clearly. this about me by now. But yeah, they got the gorilla walkers. Yeah, the they got order. that. There's a giant fucking cannon. Miniaturized Death Star tech. Yeah, a bunch of like it's not it's not good. No. And, and the resistance has like these like five broken down like ski speeders, fighters. which are really cool like looking but not functional very. No, not at all. At all. Not at all. But um, they also have some unexpected help. That's true. So when they're when the ski speeder assault fails, and Finn Finn actually tries to do a suicide mission to take out the cannon. He was inspired by Holdo. Yeah, he was. He was gonna. He really found his place within the resistance, and he was gonna sacrifice himself. And while I would admit that I think that it would make for a better movie if he actually did sacrifice himself, selfishly, I'm really glad that Rose stops him because I love Finn as a character. Yeah, uh, I agree. I always feel like with it's probably a little fucked up, but it's when the stakes are higher and like somebody important actually dies, that makes the movie feel like it I'm had some weight. gravity. Yeah, no, I definitely understand where you're coming from. And it would be a little different if like they didn't really do. Granted, they still could in the future, but they just didn't really do much with Finn in like the ninth episode. Yeah, I agree. It kind of like, just became like a set piece. Yeah. So, like, that would have been a really good way to kind of close his loop. But uh, I do like Finn. I'm glad he's alive. Yeah, here's to hoping that he does more with Star Wars in the future. Yeah. And things between them are not And the Rose, best too, right because she just... Yeah, they maybe, shaft her character in episode exist. 9. And it's like... And they... Truthfully, like, it... I just don't like Canto Bite. But I don't think that um, Kelly Marie Tran and John Boyega do a bad job of acting. It's just, like, no offense to them. I just don't really care about that, that plot point in the movie. Yeah, right. No, I don't think... So they get shoved to the side in episode nine, it seems, and it's like, dude, wow, why? <laughs> um, so after that happens, they they blast a hole in the resistance base. Bad news bears. Yeah, the all thirteen people are like, fuck. Yeah, they stop playing their fucking game of Parcheesi. Their one solo game, right? <laughs> because there's so few of them. Oh, I we didn't mention it, but uh, during the ski speeder assault, the Falcon shows up. Yes. And it pulls all the TIE fighters away, and we get an awesome sequence of the Falcon flying through, like, a red crystal cave. Crystal caves. While the asteroid attack music from, I believe, Empire. I have a feeling you're going to bring that up. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I think, I don't know, I, I do love the... It was pretty cool. It's not the only musical thing that gives me a boner in this movie. I know. You, we talked about it a lot. Yeah. When we were watching it. I moved to the other side of the couch. Yeah, because I was so erect. Yeah, it was shocking. It was like I had a penis on top of my penis. I know. I was so hard. It's like Legos. You just kept yeah. adding to it. Yep. And that's because who shows up, dude? Snoke. I, I, I just, I'm going to cut a little bit of that out because I just fucking forgot who I was for a second. <laughs> No, of course not, Mike. Ray Liotta shit. No, oh shit, not him. Oh, everybody loves Raymond shows up. Yes, he's like, oh Jesus, this is this is the worst vacation of my life. And you know it's funny. He came here to avoid his parents. I know. Guess who's in the but fucking Tie Fighters? They're fucking. They're there too. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my god, why does he keep showing up? I don't know. I mean, we gotta let that man live. <laughs> Luke Skywalker strolls in. Yep. I don't think people are like freaking out enough about this. Yeah, they're, they're pretty like, calm. They're pretty calm. They're almost 
shot. I think probably because they think they're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, like a couple for sure. Minutes. They're kind of like coming to grips with their like last moments here. Yeah, but Luke looks like he's in his prime. Looks great. He's got a haircut. Yeah, man. His beard is trimmed. He's got fitted clothes. He's been to the tailor. Yeah, he he's got Armani and... sandals on. Right. <laughs> Shit's hot. He's like, I showed up in a white BMW. Yeah. Blasting Rick Ross. Yeah. Every day I'm hustling. <laughs> Imagine he has a really touching moment with with Leia, yeah, and then he gives her like some supreme sweatpants. Yep, yep, yep. Because he's balling now. Yep, it's yep. a great gift. Gives three PO lol, wink. Yep, I like that exchange. And while this three PO doesn't say anything. Yeah, while like this is happening, we get a great score of it's actually a kind of a remix or rearrangement of the Imperial March featuring Rick Ross. Featuring Rick Ross. Yeah, shit's hot. Yeah, it's great. Um, and it like builds the tension as Luke is leaving the resistance base to confront the first order as the rest of the resistance shocked and awed coming to terms or figuring out that he is only doing this to buy them time right. so they can leave. Exactly. And they're like, should we help him? Oh shit. We gotta go. This guy fucking rolls. Yeah, no, he's he's like king shit. He even says earlier in the movie, he's like, what did you think I was gonna do? Like, take down, like, walk out in front of the entire First Order with a laser sword and take them all out? And that, that's exactly what he's about well, to do. upon seeing him, Kylo Ren, uh, as per usual, is not happy. No. Unhinged. Forget what he says. It's like, fire every cannon we have on that man. And they do. Lights him up like the 4th of July and Christmas combined. And the smoke clears and the most pimp shit I've ever seen in Star Wars. A brush of the shoulder. Just brushes Not a scratch off. on him. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. And Kylo Ren is like, bring me down. That's it. Bring me down. And Kylo Ren, man. as he does, is super influenced by an emotional decision. Yes. And loses complete sight of... The uh, the plan even fucks Hux up. Who's like, hey man, should we get back to it? And he's like, fuck off. Yeah, he literally like force pushes him into the fucking side of the thing, and the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pilots are so intimidated they bring bring the ship down okay. right away. Um, and Kylo confronts Luke, and he's like, did you come to apologize? Did you come to save me? He's just like, and no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luke is like straight up like nah. No. <laughs> I love that. This whole thing with Luke is awesome. Yeah. Um again, I've only seen this movie two times, but I did notice when Luke was moving around to avoid Kylo's attacks, he doesn't have any footprints. That is correct. Everybody else has footprints. Everybody has footprints. And the red stuff shows up. Right. Suspicious, Mike. Extremely. You know what else I was like seething in my seat when I saw this the first time because he's holding the Skywalker saber which was ripped into two pieces oh shit like a few scenes back and I was like this is bullshit like that saber isn't a thing anymore hmm. and I find you find out interesting that it's you think Kyle Ren would notice that when he's battling him right hmm. turns out that it's not that saber it's Bruce Willis it's and he's Bruce dead Willis. the entire time yep you know, I've never seen that movie. Me neither. But I'm not going to now because either, like, I been know it. Right? What other movies can we ruin for people? Moana. Don't tell them. Uh, 
Titanic sinks at the end. Ooh, is another one. one. And Luke Skywalker is a force projection. My mind has just been blown. (laughs) (laughs) So Kylo realizes and like pokes at him with his lightsaber, just goes through him. Yeah. And then Luke says some baller shit like, see you around, kid. Right. And then just disappears. Oh, but wait, hold on. We brushed over. Kylo's like, he's got a little like uppity speech. He's like, and when I have killed you, I will have killed the last Jedi. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, oh, he said it. Oh, movie title. He said it. And movie then title. Luke is like, you're wrong. The rebellion's reborn today, and I will not be the last Jedi. And he huh? says it. Huh? And then he says, I'll be seeing you, kid. Deuces. Then he dies yeah. back on Octo. It's true. He becomes all sparkly glowy. But no one's ever really gone. No one's ever really gone. So, Luke's a ghost now. What's that song from the Fast and Furious movie? Uh, I'll tell oh, yeah. you all about it when I see you again. Is that the one? I really hope that's, that's exactly, the one you're talking about. That is exactly the one I'm talking about. <laughs> it if it wasn't. And I know without you, my friend. Damn, dude. Can we get The Rock and Jason to save them on the next episode? I don't know them personally. Oh. But we can tr- fucking sure as hell try. <laughs> the Rock was in Moana, so that'd be a cool time. These are facts. So, Maui, you're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Jason Statham is great, too. I love him and everything he's in. Yeah, I like when he injects cocaine into his penis. Okay. Isn't that crank? Personally, or? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. <laughs> At all. So I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that happens. I, I was just trying to be ridiculous. I don't think that happens. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Can so, you inject crack? I, I'm i not going to try. I think you'd probably die from that. Probably. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not a doctor. Anyways. So fuck it. Try it if you're curious. I don't know. I'm not so, condoning that. Don't do that. <laughs> After his big confrontation with Luke, and Luke, Luke ultimately... Passes as the resistance flees and escapes. Ray lifts a bunch of rocks so they can get out. Fucking A, which is, you know, all the force is. Right. That's all the force is. Just lifting rocks. Right. And end scene. Uh, Yeah, well, the the battle on Crate is done, but we we cut to Broom Kid. Broom Kid. The story of Luke Skywalker's traveling around the galaxy. The spark. Little like the fire. With a spark in the. The thing. in the heater yeah. of justice we're that will the, heat heat the rebellion. We're the and we can make soup on it. We're the heating pad that'll warm the back of that'll save the galaxy. Of the rebellion? We're the guys I don't fucking know. <laughs> Get inspired. Alright. What does he actually say? Um <laughs> fucking show off. You know this. Well, we're the matches that'll God damn it. that'll light the Cigarello that that'll hurt the first order. No, no, that's not. And it. then they'll have to spend all their money doing anti-smoking campaigns. And yeah, go bang no, I remember the line is um, where the the magnifying glass that'll burn the all right. ants. This is the last one. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> We're done. We're They're done. They're the with spark this. that'll light the fire that will burn the first order down. <laughs> down, and then Smokey the Bear will show up, and he'll be like. All right, they had that coming. You know, it's crazy. You said Smokey the Bear will show up, and then and then we heard, like, Paul Prince just totally. Yeah, that's a bear. That's crazy. It's a grizzly. He's gigantic. Yeah. We're, there's a lot of background sounds tonight. 
I'm just surprised he's not riding a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. So, honestly, man, the movie's a lot better the second time around. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I, I think this is the strongest of the trilogy. Yeah, I think I agree. A lot I think of people... I like Force Awakens the most. And uh, I think this may actually be the best movie. Yeah, I, I just, I know it's long, and this has long some, as shit. has some really, like, the good certainly outweighs the bad Yeah, in this movie. Yeah, you know, um, which is typically good for a movie, because right. when you have more bad things than good things, it's not a good movie. Well, here's the thing is, I think that there's, like, an equal level of bad to good, but the good is so great, it outweighs the bad. Yeah. The bad's like a mild, like, stubbing of the toe. Right. I'm sure our listeners think that that was the most in-depth analysis they've ever gotten. Yeah. Great is better than bad. Yeah. Right. I learned from Roger Ebert, so <laughs> that's what I took away. Um, this film, however, still was extremely divisive. I just don't understand. A lot of people complain about Luke in this movie, and I don't get it. Maybe it's because... That never happens. Yoda doesn't say that ever at any point. Right. But I think oh, Luke... Oh, sorry. Very thirsty. <laughs> Luke, um, he develops more as a character. You you don't get this, like, Jedi master from the jump. You see that he has failed, you know, and then ultimately he I think he ends up redeeming himself in this film when he does... The within most, the same movie. Yeah, within the same movie. He ends up doing the most Jedi thing, confronting someone, giving hope to people who are going to eventually resist and take down in the ultimate evil a without a doubt losing situation right and he does it in the most pacifistic way possible by not even being there <laughs> yeah. like you know what i'm saying like like it's yeah. just crazy like to me that people are like mad yeah that they're like i think they wanted to see like luke totally confront kylo and like beat down him and the knights of ren who aren't in this movie for some reason and it's like well that yeah. would have been really cool that i that's something I was, like, annoyed with, but, I, I mean, it's not enough for me to be like, man, fuck this fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, upon rewatch, man, I, I, I don't really have too many bad things to say. I like this movie a lot. Yeah. I think that it was mostly noise from the people that are like, oh, we, like, rejected the Jedi, and that's, that's stupid. Like, you've never changed your opinion on anything your Ever. entire life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know we brought it up briefly already but the score in this film it just seems like john williams continues to best himself you know what i mean yeah i was gonna let you talk about that because i i don't have any opinions on this yeah you i think i, I, I spent a lot of time listening to, it. to the music um and it's just this film does a really good job of like rehashing old themes but presenting them in like a new light how so um, give an example of so, your work before you get that rearrangement of the Imperial March when Luke and Leia are having their their scene where they're talking about how no one's ever really gone and she hands them like Hans Dice, the love theme from Empire is playing. Hmm. Um, it's just a really subtle but like great callback. Um, same in that battle when the Falcon draws the ties away, you get that like you know the Tie Fighter chase music. That was pretty cool. I and like it's that. like it's not the same thing you've heard before, but like it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. just. He's really good callbacks. The suspense that builds up to the holdo maneuver. Um, if you pay attention, the music like builds scene to scene as they're 
they're getting to that mm. moment. And then when it happens, strictly for this yeah when the movie happens silence is golden duct tape is silver the whole maneuver is completely silent that was cool and it's fucking perfection yeah that was cool because they're usually pretty dependent on music to carry right the emotional moments yeah and in that you have complete silence i remember they had like in the theaters they had signs posted up like the the sound does cut out for <laughs> for a brief moment. Oh, I don't like, don't be alarmed. Well, you got you got you can't let nerds fucking think that right, their movies being ruined. Yeah, fuck you, nerds. <laughs> um, so we've had some time to sit with this movie. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people, whether they liked it or not, like their opinion has certainly probably either changed or strengthened. Do you think that like the prequels will see? this movie seen in a much different light in a few years from now? Do you think people appreciate it a lot more? I know you said that you appreciate it. I think so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the only, I, I really don't like episode nine. But, the I mean, the other two movies I, I like a lot. I think with the prequels, I was a kid for those. So my opinions are going to be, like, pretty drastically different. So I think... I don't know. I think I like those a lot more than I should. If that makes sense because I was okay, like a child. Because of nostalgia. These movies, may, I'm like, all right, maybe it's. I'm not appreciating them. Enough. It's like a reverse kind of right. deal. So I feel like this one, especially, like I said a couple times, I've only seen this twice. Right. I think we're in like a unique spot where we were kids when the prequels came out. Right. And um, our parents were very young when the original trilogy came out. Um, we didn't really get to they they kind of got to see us appreciate Star Wars through the lens of a child. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have kids yet. Like we didn't get to to see the next generation no, really off. like like grow up with this trilogy of Star Wars film. Like there are, are kids out there that this was their first Star Wars, right. just like the prequels were ours. So I right. really wonder like when they have a a voice that like we can actually see like you know in the future on. Uh, whatever social media platform is yeah. completely taking over <laughs> when they, point, uh, if we make it that far. When they revisit Ray's story, when they realize they can make like a billion more dollars right. off of it. Hopefully they bring Finn back because there's clearly a lot more for him to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's and that's just kind of art, man. Every Everything changes. Every The context of every movie, every song, every album, whatever, changes with time. Right. So, I think that's fair to say, man. I think whatever they end up doing in the future with this franchise, too, will kind of frame these movies a little bit more and how people react to them. Yeah. I think that, like, let's say they knock some stuff out of the park in the future, people might actually look on these movies with a little more disdain. Yeah. It's possible. It is. Because they did, they clearly didn't plan it out enough. That actually kind of segues into my next question yeah. for you that I got here. All right. Let's hear it. Um so Ryan Johnson directed this. J.J. Abrams directed The Force Awakens mm-hmm. um, through a turn of events. Carrie Fisher's passing. Colin Trevorrow dropping out of episode nine. Do you think you would have rather Ryan continued the story and, and helmed nine? Or are you happy that that J.J. kind of like brought it back up? I think that the whole thing from the beginning would have benefited a lot from having a more solid plan. A fucking direction. Yeah. Because I know you like uh, Christ, episode nine. The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. 
I don't. Um, but, I mean, you can look at both of these movies, and it's just like there's so much that happens in each of these that it just seems like 9 is just like trying to undo stuff from 8. And it just, I, I it, the continuity really would have helped. Yeah, I think um, we should definitely make a note when we when we do the next episode to see which plot points from this get expanded on and which ones seem yeah. like they get wiped out. Yeah, because it's just like there's a lot of like like Ryan Johnson builds a lot of stuff in this movie, but it also kind of seems like he built a lot of stuff and didn't answer any of the questions that JJ posed. It's true. Yeah. So so it's kind of just like I think it's I think it's more detrimental that it, it was the final movie that there's a lot of just missing from this movie. Right. But, I, I mean, I yeah. I, I know, like, the original trilogy had two different, or was it three different directors? So the original trilogy was George, and then Irving Kirshner, and then, oh, my God, I'm blanking on Return of the Jedi. Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Ray that Romano. Crazy. Ray Romano. <laughs> Can you imagine what the director's head on? Yeah, yeah, so we're just going to have a bunch yeah. of tiny bears take down Yeah, the so then there's a bunch of bears, and oh, Christ, it's my parents. <laughs> um, I'm really mad at myself for forgetting who directed Return of the Jedi. But. Yeah, that's, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I don't even think it was so much the director change. It could have been, like, some kind of decision from up top where it was like all right here is where we want this to finish what we would like to have here's a couple points we want to hit on (laughs) Mm -hmm. fucking have at it do your thing but we just never they just made force awakens and they're like fuck all right what's next and then nine was like oh shit (laughs) like everyone was on fucking adderall in the writer's room (laughs) and (laughs) nobody was like there's no adult supervision um, not to say that the two direct- these are two very good directors. Right. So, okay, so Ryan is still slated to get his own trilogy. Are you excited for that after Fuck yeah. gaining this new appreciation for The Last Jedi? Because I yeah. certainly am. I mean, yeah. we're both very big fans of Knives Out. Have you seen Looper? Yeah, Looper was very good. I'm a big good. fan of Looper as well. Uh, there's another... Fuck. There's another Ryan Johnson movie that I really like that I can't think of right now. Regardless, but yeah, I really I mean, liked how he portrayed star wars like this movie's fun it is um other than canto bite the visuals oh my god literally johnson is a cinematic genius yeah if you literally cut that scene out of the movie you're saving 15 minutes you know it's funny even if you like the fact that it's still in there it's still beautifully shot yeah it's 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 like to look it's very cool to look at right it's just like what do we get out of this yeah I think that without the baggage of the Skywalker saga, Ryan is absolutely going to kill his trilogy. Yeah, I think if he can kind of do his own thing and do start fresh, I'd be really interested to see that. Yeah. I actually, I think I said it in the last episode, but I would I would very much enjoy J.J. returning um, to the galaxy as well and, you know, helming his own thing. Because he, he I, the Force Wiggins is extremely successful. Um, and there's a lot of people out there who, who do enjoy Rise of Skywalker as well, so... You know, should be interested. Um, Nobody did I want to talk to. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that. Oh. So, sorry, I had to look it up because it was really bothering me. But, excuse me, Ryan Johnson directed the best episode of Breaking Bad also. The Fly episode? Ozzy Man Dies. Oh. He also directed the Fly episode. I know. I like that one. I not do, a lot too. Of people like Ozzy Man Dies is amazing. It's probably the best episode of television Without ever. a doubt. 
so good. So, and um, he also directed a bunch of LCD sound system music videos, and I like him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we know we didn't rate The Force Awakens last episode. We didn't, did we? And unfortunately, we don't have Ray here to give her uh, ranking, but Jesus, what man. would you give the, the Force Awakens? I think I'm going to give it a. I think we got to change the system. I don't think five is a good rating system. Yeah, well, how about, let's tell you what. Let's do five for right now. Okay. And we're going to have to recap we'll, everything. We'll have to recap. So we'll do it. do it out of 10 in the recap episode. Okay. Jesus right. Christ. So man. I'm going to give it 3.75 portions out of five. Okay. For The Force Awakens. I think that's pretty. I mean, that's accurate. I'd probably go, I'd probably go the same. And I'm going to give it four titties out of five oh. for The Last Jedi. I'm going to go with four <laughs> for this one. All right. Because I do think upon review, this is probably actually a better movie. Yeah. So we, we're, we'll we break it down in, on a scale of, of 10. We'll act, why don't we rank them? We'll, rank, we'll do our let's individual rankings. Let's get fucking wild dude, with it, dude. let's get fucking blasted on Stewart's root beer and just really dive We in. should get obliterated for one of these episodes. It'd be funny. Be, We're going to need a moderator. Yeah, be, you should get fucking trashed. That would be, that'd be a goddamn disaster. You know how many fucking dumb impressions we would do? There Too would many. be no content. It would just be a whole episode of Mather. Water. It'd be unlistenable, actually. Yeah. That's a terrible idea. I take that back. Shiny. Have to get a Moana Shiny. reference in there. All right, so uh, we have. The Rise of Skywalker, the final film in the Skywalker saga. Rise. For right now, I guess. Yeah. No one's ever really gone, though. No one's ever really gone. So. And we will have that for you. Yeah, man. Next week. Hopefully, we'll we can get on a bit of a regular schedule here. Yeah. Uh, aptly timed Entertainment Weekly previewed Mandalorian Season 2 today. We saw oh. some screenshots. Whoa. We will be breaking that down for you weekly. Yes. As it comes out. Yeah, and I, I don't care if I have to tie Siebes to the chair. We'll we'll get it out. No, that's totally not. I have a home defense force. Your home defense force is is a dog that doesn't even know how to bark at me properly. Yeah, he's very dumb. Yeah. Okay, I do not have a home defense force. <laughs> <laughs> so never mind. But we will uh, we'll see you guys next week. Let's do it, man. <laughs>